Welcome to the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And today we're going to be jumping into the topic of working through limitations, through physical limitations or injury. Are you ready to talk about this, Meredith? I'm ready. All right. We'll see you guys on the inside. Welcome, everybody, to the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast. Thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate you folks swinging by. And, uh, of course, we have our guest of honor, <laughs> Meredith, today. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, we have a great topic to talk about today, which I think affects a lot of people. Um, but before we do that, as always, I just want to remind everybody that you can download and listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any of your favorite streaming music streaming services, mm. as well as our YouTube channel where we have a lot of great examples on workouts that seniors can do in the comfort of their own home, of your own home. And not to forget our website, www.seniorfitnesswithmeredith.com. Yes. So please <laughs> check that out when you get a chance. Um, so today we're talking about physical limitations or injuries that have, may have occurred in the lifespan of seniors or people who have you know have been around for a while and right. that that could be even Any, me yes anyone <laughs> really yes um, what what is your overall take <laughs> about this issue starting off from the top um like, my overall take i guess would say for some reason i think a lot of us get in our heads that if we injure something or hurt it we need to stop and instead of just stopping maybe with that body part or whatever it is stopping that limitation whatever it is um, for a short time, there's still a whole rest of our body that can be moved and we can figure out ways to keep that going. So it's either all or nothing for some reason in some people's minds. And I think a lot of that does go down to doctors are not, um, they, they treat injuries, illnesses, etc. They're not very good at saying, okay, this is what you can do afterwards. They're very big at saying, okay, you need to stop. Mm -hmm. And... People listen, of course. The doctor said to stop. <laughs> Just generally stop doing any kind stop of physical, yeah, physical activity. Exactly. Don't move anything. Right. Just rest. That the, kind of stuff. The right? doctor probably didn't necessarily mean that forever <laughs> or mean that for even the rest of the body. They're just saying you injured your knee, you got a knee replacement, you need to stop for a short time. But instead, they don't teach you that these are the workouts you can do still, etc. So I think that's the biggest thing overall is people think that they need to just stop doing anything because something hurts, something got injured, etc. Do you think that it is a kind of should be the responsibility of your doctor to to kind of inform you that? You, you shouldn't be doing this, mm -hmm. but you can still do this. You know, uh, do you think that we should yes, have I, doctors? I, I wish they had um, that bedside manner where they would say things like that and educate the, the person who's going there um, after an injury because we don't know. I mean, the common person doesn't know what they can and can't do. And you take the word of your doctor as gospel and whatever he or she says goes, I, I got to listen to it. So yeah, I believe it would be nice, but you know, that's a whole nother, whole nother topic. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's a, that's another one we can, we can tackle another yeah. time. Mm -hmm. um, so in your experience in working with seniors do, while they're doing physical activities, are you working through your classes with them? Do you get a lot of feedback from them saying, Oh, I can't do this movement because of this problem. 
this limitation, mm-hmm. whether it would be a, a former injury or something like or that? Is that something or, pretty yes. common that you it's see? It's daily. <laughs> Sometimes multiple times a day. Yes. <laughs> um, there's always something that hurts. Everybody wakes up, something hurts. It could be shoulder, knee, hip elbow, wrist, everything. And that could be from actual injuries that they went to a doctor and are having either having it taken care of, whether it be cortisone shots or they've had a knee or hip replacement. Um, Dealing with that, again, they come in saying, this hurts, so can I do this? I mean, they're really asking them, which I think is wonderful. They come to me and say, what can I do Hmm. Um, because I have this? So then you have to deal with each person very individually because it really depends on how long ago the injury was, um, what they have been doing versus what they haven't been doing. They may not have been doing anything at all. You're not going to say, yeah, jump right in and start doing squats with that bad knee Mm -hmm. that you just injured last week, you know? So you have to take each, you know, I can't go through every one and say this is the parameters, but um, each person as obviously an individual and listen to each individual case to know exactly how to go about allowing them to continue moving, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and do you find yourself making modifications to the workouts, to the things that you do specifically for these people? And like you said, everybody's I different. I do. With certain things, um, just because I try, not because of the majority, but a lot of times it seems as half of the class, um, shoulder issues are huge. Shoulder and back are probably the biggest ones I see. So taking out a lot of movements such as an overhead press, I would say I never do those because that is just really hard on shoulders that aren't good. So that's, there's other ways I can work shoulders. I know there's other ways for them to get stronger in the whole shoulder area. So take that out because I know half the class most likely it's not going to be good or will impinge or hurt them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that, um, I think as an overall, but if I specifically know someone, I will actually during classes, look at them and like kind of, I'll say, I'm going to look at you during class, during a movement, don't do it. And they watch me obviously the entire class because they're waiting to see what we're going to do next. And I'll look at that individual and say, you know, nod my head like no, and they'll know not to do that one movement. Mm. It will remind them, say. So say it's a twist because they have bad lower back issues right now. Don't do twist twisting movements, especially using a weight. So looking at them and, and yeah, again, and every individual. So that's interesting. So you're actually reminding them while you're in class. Yes. Because they might forget. <laughs> oh, definitely. Because you get on a roll, you know, and especially... If they're wearing hearing aids and they really are just so honed in and focused on what I am doing, Mm -hmm. they forget that I said 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes ago before class started, don't do a twisting movement. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. here we go right into a movement after another. They're not thinking, oh, that's a twisting movement that we're doing. So, yeah, they'll just continue moving. (laughs) That makes sense. I I, I actually didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So if if. You wanted to talk to seniors out there who might be listening to this or people who are in the industry who train, who do healthcare. What are some things that they can do to practice out there in the field or in your home if you're doing workouts where you may feel, oh, I can't do mm-hmm. a certain thing? What suggestions do, can you give them to either modify or, or uh, motivate them to 
to go ahead. It's still okay to work out. It's right. still okay to exercise and do certain things. Yeah. But what things should we be aware of? And how can we make ourselves feel more comfortable? And, and I guess stay away from fear of either hurting right. or re-injuring. Exactly. Um, that's where I think it's best for us as either the healthcare provider, the instructor, etc., to really learn about the human body and what it's capable of doing and where its limitations should be. There's a huge range in range of motion for every single body part. And you have to know that a little bit is better than none at all. So if you've injured your knee, I'm not going to ask you to go past 90 degrees in flexion of that knee. Obviously, if you go any further and you've already had an, a knee injury, especially recently, that's where you're going to get the re-injury or you're going to get the the... Probably more so it would be the fear from the person who has that injury that it's going to re-injure or hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's what I think is the, as, as the, the person who's supposed to be educating someone in front of us, the uh, seniors or anyone in any group fitness class or personal training um, individual that we have, we have to really do our research and and learn about the entire body and learn from other people. So when you talk to an individual who's ha- who has had an injury or surgery or anything like that, find out what did their doctor recommend, what did their therapist recommend and and learn from that. I've gotten so much knowledge from physical therapists that I end up teaching classes almost honed in to doing therapy movements that someone would do post a knee replacement or hip replacement because that's only going to strengthen that body part in hopes that the person doesn't have to get that. So I almost make classes that will work towards them not having to to get these replacements or, or injure that body part mm. in the future. Because that can cause a lot of pain, obviously. Right. And, Setback. and setbacks. Yes. Big time setbacks, <laughs> especially if you're a senior and you're mm-hmm. a, an older age. Um, what about the uh, the mental aspects of the limitations that you may have and how that just affects you to not work out at all and next thing you know you're you know you could be gaining weight because mm-hmm. you're not exercising and but in reality you could exercise but right. mentally there's a block there because you don't want to be in pain or you right. have that fear how do you kind of mentally address you know or address those mental issues with you know, with the people that you see. I think that really comes down to us being, feeling as if we are experts, really knowing what we're saying when we tell them and tell them straightforward what they should and shouldn't do, but that they need to continue to move in order to get better and sustain, if not grow. So I think it really comes down to us being the advocate for it and being the cheerleader, so to speak, standing there saying, you can do it. Don't, don't stop. Um, being the positive one, but it hurts. Well, does it hurt? Is it a pain? Or is it just because your muscles have not worked that way in such a long time? Let's keep going. Let's see how, if that hurts, maybe take down a weight. Don't use any weights. I have people where I'll say, just do the range of motion. Don't lift weight on that side because your shoulder hurts on that side. Then we slowly start with a one pound weight. We go to a two, they work their way up. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, I can't believe this. I can actually lift a five-pound weight now on the side I didn't think I could. It's starting them somewhere and being positive and, like I said, the the happy cheerleader that's really just 
on their side, mm-hmm. making them feel good about it because they're going to come in down in the dumps because something hurts. We all do. We think, great, I'm not going to be able to do it. I've been working so hard. Mm-hmm. Every age group. <laughs> uh, that brings up uh, another question I had is if you do have some kind of limitations, and I'm, I know, of course, this varies from person to person, what would be a better way to get back into exercising? Doing resistance style training, doing, you know, we're using, let's say, resistance bands, weights, or maybe is it just cardio? What would be a good way to get someone back into exercising if they're starting over? or starting, mm. you know, starting fresh again, starting fresh of. again to build that confidence back up. I mean, what, what would be a best way to do it? Um, either range of motion work, just really having them move their body, stretching it, um, will also help strengthen it. But also if they have the accessibility to use a pool or go to an aqua class or have an, um, an aqua therapist, their actual oh, aqua therapist. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. wonderful. Yeah. You'll feel your body moving and working and you feel light. Obviously you're in the water. So uh, it takes a lot of that pressure and pain off the joints and things that may be hurting when you're outside of the water. So then it makes you feel like you can do it. Then, then work your way onto land-based classes where you add little bit of resistance. I think resistance bands are great because, um, they, you can make the weight, so to speak. Um, and playground ball workouts are great as well because they engage the muscles, but they're not fatiguing them and overly using them. Um, and then slowly adding progressive weights into mm-hmm. it. And I'd just like to add, uh, we have examples of all mm. these kinds of workouts on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube channel and you type in Senior Fitness with Meredith. Everything that you just discussed, working yes. out with resistance mm. bands, working out with playground ball. Uh, we haven't done a pool workout yet. We have not. I know. That would <laughs> be a good to do one. That one at some point. <laughs> uh, but just to clarify, when you say range of motion, because we have examples of great range of motion videos, what exactly does that mean when you say range of motion? Just literally moving the body and everybody's range of motion from birth to death is going to be different. So we have ideas in our heads from pictures we've seen, unfortunately, that our range of motion needs to be whatever that picture is that's in our head. Just moving the body to our range of motion, what our body is allowing for that individual body part today is basically what we need to do. Because if you don't stretch it to its point, that its limitation point today, it's never going to go beyond that. So if you don't allow it to go there, tomorrow it won't go a little bit further. I have so many people lift their arm up a quarter of the way off the side of their body and say, that's all I can lift it. And I said, that's fine. I don't see why you're, what's the big deal? At least you can lift it at all. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. bring it up to that point, hold it and stretch it and then release it. And then you keep doing that and you'll notice the person's arm over the next five weeks is getting higher and higher because they're actually using it. They're pushing it. They're trying. So pushing through that limitation. Exactly. Essentially. Yeah. And bringing it to its range of motion, not stopping before their actual range of motion will allow. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. There's a direct correlation between limitations or perceived limitations mm-hmm. and range of motion in right. the body. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? What's that balance point where that limitation shouldn't be pushed through? Right. Especially in a senior age, mm-hmm. and and what they think they can do, and what 
they can actually do. I right. mean, there's a, probably a lot of variables about that, but exactly. that's a case-by-case case basis. Exactly, because mm. I'd say there are some people with frozen knee, frozen shoulder. It literally cannot go past a certain point. Mm. It, it The body will not allow it. It's stuck, essentially. Um, it's their full range of motion, which is exactly perfect, too. <laughs> as mm-hmm. long as they're going to that range of motion, that's their full potential yeah yeah and there's nothing wrong with having no. limitations right having <laughs> injury everybody gets injured yes um i think it's just more focusing on if you do have these limitations to not stop not stop exactly <laughs> and and kind of you know as, as we close this episode down is that kind of the message that you would want to tell people out there who are have this fear yes um you know and people who do work with seniors or work with trainers and mm-hmm. things like that Oh, definitely. I think that's the the biggest thing is to be an advocate to to make sure people continue to move, um, continue working. You you broke your wrist, your arms in a sling. Okay, well your lower body's perfectly fine. Why can't you sit and do the lower body workout? There's no reason you can't, right? Exactly. So let's get moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no reason you can't continue to walk or whatever it is. So you're in a wheelchair. Okay, your upper body's working fine. Okay, well let's see what we can do. There's always something. Even a stroke, you still have range of motion and part of your body. Let's keep working it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And I've had a couple people in classes that work tremendously hard with literally one arm that will move. But they are working as hard as they can to strengthen that side. And slowly, sometimes the other side starts to get a little bit of movement in it. So, again, the body, there's limitations, but we sometimes mentally put them on ourselves. So... Us as instructors, healthcare workers need to really be advocates to to continue to push and um, be positive for the people that we work for and with. Mm. Well, that is a great way to uh, cap (laughs) off this episode. Um, Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel where we have great, like I was saying earlier, we have great examples of these workouts we talked about today. You can do them in your own home if you have your own limitations. Yes. And um, and you do specifically say that in the videos. Mm-hmm. If you do have limitations, you know, you could, there's modifications to every mm-hmm. movement. And um, yeah, so thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our website, Senior Fit, Fit, excuse me, SeniorFitnessWithMeredith.com. And yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. That was a great topic. Thank you. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.